0: I'm Shanna Hutchison, dietitian, blogger, and mama, born and raised in the heart of the Midwest. I believe that wellness goes way beyond what we eat and that our body size does not determine our worth. I'm passionate about showing other women how to live a life they truly love, one that feels purposeful, that helps them feel their best physically, mentally, and emotionally, and that being a mom can be one of the best things you ever do without it becoming your entire identity. This is a place you can come to hear vulnerable and interesting conversations about health and wellness, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and more. If you want to find freedom with food, learn how to improve your overall well-being, and stop waiting for a number on the scale to start living your best life and go after your goals, then you're in the right place. I'm so excited to learn and grow together. This is the Wellness for the Win podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today is a solo episode. I know I've mentioned this before, but my goal has been to do solo episodes the first week of every month. So far, I have succeeded with that, but I wasn't sure if it was gonna happen this month because, to be honest, I completely procrastinated It is Sunday, a few days before this is going live. We actually just got back from the lake with my family for the weekend a couple of hours ago. And Rhett is sleeping. Thank goodness. It was an exhausting ride home. He was so tired, you know, overtired from playing really hard all weekend. We had so much fun. It was such a fun trip, but he was tired. Mama was tired. So needless to say, I was very ready for him to take a snooze, and I have been catching up on emails and all the things and trying to get myself organized, and I'm not going to lie, I have a little bit of the Sunday scaries today, but here we are. I am pushing through, and that is life when you have a child and a full-time job and a business and all the things, so... Even though I was not totally in the mode (laughs) to do this, I am making it happen. And it's probably hopefully going to be a little bit therapeutic for me as well. Um, So I was brainstorming, you know, what I wanted to share on the podcast for this month's solo episode. And I was thinking about the fact that on I've been on several other people's podcasts before and kind of talked about my story and my journey with coming to this place of Intuitive eating and having a healthy relationship with food and I realized that it would make sense to have my story here on my show as well in case you've never heard it before or if it would be helpful to refer back to for any reason. If you are in a place where maybe you're struggling with your relationship with food, I hope that this can help kind of plant a seed and let you know that it is possible provide you know maybe some encouragement and just again a little bit of background on where I've been and how I got to where I am today and where I am now is that I have a very healthy relationship with food of course I am a dietitian so I very much care about the nutrition side of things as well but I want to show you that you can have both you know it is possible to care about your health and care about nutrition without being totally obsessed and consumed by it all the time So it's my goal to make this somewhat brief for you guys today. I don't want to make it super long, but I want it to be just helpful in, again, making you think a little bit about some of these things or checking in with yourself to see if you're struggling with any of the things that I'm going to mention today. I do want to give a trigger warning because I do discuss some eating disorder or disordered eating behaviors. And if you're in a place where maybe that is triggering for you, just a heads up that you may not want to listen at this time. Uh, But if you feel comfortable, I'll go ahead and get started. So first, I want to rewind a little bit into my childhood. <laughs> we'll start way back in the day. So, I grew up in a very active and sports-focused family. I personally grew up playing mostly soccer. That was kind of my main sport, but I also dabbled in a lot of other things, basketball, softball, and then I became a cheerleader in middle school and high school. I have always been a petite human, so I was a flyer in cheerleading. And at some point in high school, I downloaded my FitnessPal the app and started counting my calories. I can't Tell you the day that I started doing that or what exactly sparked that but I do know that like many high school girls I was very aware of my body and even though like I said, I was and always have been petite I've really truly never struggled with my weight. I have had insecurities and struggled with my body image at times and again back in the day I'm thankful that back when I was in middle school and high school social media was not really a thing so that wasn't really something that contributed to it but I do know that some of the people that I surrounded myself with did talk about bodies and there was that comparison thing there at times and I just I feel like I was focused on my body as a result of that and again I never want my mom to feel at blame I know she's going to be listening to this but I do know that she grew up in a generation that was very focused on weight as well. And diets were the norm and, you know, they still are. But I think they were even more so back when she was growing up and throughout My younger years as well. So I would watch my mom do different diets. I remember doing like the special K diet with her at one point, or, you know, she would do Weight Watchers. And I just, again, this isn't anything new. We're all surrounded by diet culture all the time. Again, I just started counting calories in at some point in high school. So I think maybe my junior year or something. I've also always been someone who has been very type A, a perfectionist, an overachiever. And I think counting calories in the beginning, gave me a sense of control in some way and continued to over this next several years. So fast forward to college, I went to Kansas State University in Manhattan, Kansas. They had a dual degree nutrition and kinesiology. So I decided to major in those things because I I truly did have a genuine interest in nutrition and exercise. So I was excited about the opportunity to turn my passions into my future career. And then it actually wasn't until my sophomore year that I discovered dietetics. So that actually felt like the perfect path for me since I didn't really want to go on to PT school or any of the other paths that were kind of laid out for people who were in the kinesiology field, for example. So throughout college, I continued to track my calories and my fitness pal. I continue to be focused on having a very... Overly healthy diet. I exercised very consistently. And honestly, exercise was a normal part of my life for a long time. It was something that I routinely did. And so that wasn't anything different. I also had a lot of friends who worked out regularly too. So it was something a lot of us did kind of socially, did together. However, I rarely gave myself days off or breaks from the gym. I would feel extremely anxious if I missed a day or somehow broke my routine in some way. And as far as my diet, I would try so hard to be quote unquote good during the week. And then I would typically, again, this is in college, so no judgment, but I would binge drink and then binge eat on the weekends after I had been drinking. And that was kind of how I would justify it all. So, When I would binge on the weekends, it would typically be on all the things I didn't really allow myself to eat during the week. So, you know, pizza, snacks of any kind, you name it, I would eat it. I I remember I would literally eat like five bowls of cereal. Like it was it was just this out of control feeling where I was making up for lost time and lost calories, honestly, during that week. And I hate talking about this, but I think it's important to do so. There was even a time In college, when I would binge eat and then I would purge. So I would make myself throw up. And obviously, I knew that this was not a healthy behavior at all. But since I typically did it after drinking alcohol, I justified it in that way and didn't really want to admit to myself or to anyone else that it was a problem. And thankfully, it's not something that lasted for that long or that happened that many times. However, I know that feeling the need to do that even once is not okay and not healthy. And it honestly took me a while to realize that I truly had a disordered relationship with food and exercise. So it was when Ethan and I were engaged, we did premarital counseling through our church. And somehow during one of the sessions, the topic of food and diets and my calorie counting habit came up and... And I remember that I started crying, which wasn't unusual. (laughs) I cried during like every premarital counseling session, but I'm a crier, so that's nothing crazy. But I just remember admitting how much stress it was adding to my life or kind of having like an epiphany when we were talking about it. And I started crying and just the fact that it. It was honestly it was impacting my relationship with Ethan at times because there were times when I didn't want to go out to eat or do certain social things for fear of straying from my perfectly planned, you know, diet or calorie count. And you know, that's when I was like, okay, something has to change. Like this is not healthy for my mental health, honestly, and my relationship. And I had recently around that time, I had recently been seeing some things on Instagram from other dietitians that I followed about intuitive eating. And I was curious about that because I had never heard the terms intuitive eating before. So I saw other people talking about how they had a well-balanced diet. They didn't track their calories. They felt really good despite that. And I started to imagine what that would feel like, like, hmm, what would it be like to not plug everything that I eat into an app? And it felt really scary. But I was at the point where I was ready to give that a shot. So at first I figured, okay, this is going to be a quick experiment. I'm going to not track my calories and see what happens. And, you know, I figured it was something that I would go back to and at least in some capacity. And, you know, so the first day that I didn't track calories, I immediately felt like a weight was lifted. I truly, until that point, I didn't realize just how much mental space it was taking up to do mental math for every single bite of food that went into my mouth. Even though the the app was doing the math for me, I still was, you know, constantly adding things up in my head and thinking about how much time I needed to exercise to earn certain foods and, you know, all this stuff. So I actually quit counting calories cold turkey and I never looked back. I know that that doesn't necessarily work for everyone. You know, not everyone wants to do it that way, but that was just my personal experience. And don't get me wrong when I say I quit cold turkey. I quit tracking in the app, but I definitely still did math in my head for a long time because after years and years of counting calories, I know a lot of people can relate to this. I had memorized the calorie count of basically everything I had ever eaten or anything that I did eat on a regular basis. But once I stopped... You know, after some time, you don't remember exact numbers. And while for some people that might sound scary, it I promise you it becomes extremely freeing. So gradually over time, my diet got a lot more fun. <laughs> you know, when I was tracking calories, I was e- literally eating the same things over and over because they felt safe And they were so easy to plug into my app because they were in my, you know, my regulars, you know, my remembered items. And so I would just click, 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 you know, breakfast, lunch, you know, the same things all the time. And eventually I not only felt like I had the freedom to try new foods, I stopped substituting low calorie foods for the real thing. So for example, I finally gave myself permission to have like real peanut butter again instead of PB2, you know, powdered peanut butter mixed with water. I stopped eating egg beaters or just egg whites and eventually started to eat real eggs. And I didn't only ever eat 45 calorie bread. I allowed myself to have, you know, big, thick, delicious grain bread, you know, that had however many calories, 70, 100 calories, whatever. And I really enjoyed it. You know, I got to experience so many different foods without stress. And my diet began to allow for flexibility and fun and that was something that I hadn't experienced in a while, not consistently anyway. And eventually I didn't have a ton of anxiety if I was eating like white pasta or white rice. And I started to incorporate other foods. I had also convinced myself that I didn't like that. I was actually truly just fearful of eating like beef in general, like red meat, hamburgers. I truly had a fear of eating those foods for a while. And again, the thought of eating them gave me anxiety. And, you know, I remember there were times we would go to a tailgate, for example. And, you know, at tailgates, there are rarely (laughs) nutritious foods. And I would bring like protein bars in my bag. So I, you know, I had a backup thing if there wasn't anything that I wanted to eat. And so now it's like, I know that no one day or meal or weekend even, or even a week, off of your routine is going to make or break your health or your, you know, quote unquote, progress or anything like that. So again, you know, I hope this is resonating with some people out there. I'm sure it is. I also got to the place where I didn't only allow myself to eat sweets on special occasions. And then what do you know, I didn't feel the urge to binge on those things when I had permission to have them anytime. You know, I didn't have to count out like, five whatever m&ms or something you know and it it does again i know that th- that sounds far out of reach for some people but it truly is wild what happens when you give yourself permission to eat not only to eat period but to eat a variety of foods and foods that you enjoy and foods that have maybe previously felt off limits it's crazy how as humans, we just want what we feel like we can't or shouldn't have, you know? And so when it's like this forbidden fruit thing, we fixate on it. We think about it constantly. And then when we know we can have it, it's like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, I know that's in the pantry and if I want it tomorrow, I can have it. And that's great. So again, you know, if any of this has sounded familiar to you and you currently feel trapped by food rules that maybe, you know, diet culture has placed on you or you've placed on yourself or maybe a combination of the two, or you're feeling trapped by calorie counting or macro counting or weighing or measuring all of your food, having anxiety in social settings where there's no safe food allowed, first of all, you're not alone. And again, I'm telling you, it is very possible to get to this place of freedom with food and having balance and flexibility. I have to take a second to tell you guys about an app that I wish I would have had way back at the beginning of my journey instead of my fitness pal, and I may have been able to heal my relationship with food much sooner. Way is a mindful eating app, and its purpose is to help you find peace in your relationship with food and your body. It uses simple, thought-provoking questions and sessions that combine the wisdom of intuitive eating dietitians and other experts to help you rethink health, unlearn a lot of the messages that we've seen from diet culture throughout our lives, and relearn how to care for our bodies through food. When I was deep in my struggles with food, I was constantly overthinking everything I was eating. I was doing mental math all the time and always thinking about my next meal. The objective of Way is to help you avoid this cycle. It's to help you learn to simply listen to your body's needs and honor them. It took me several years and lots of practice to relearn how to recognize and honor my hunger cues. And I know having something like Way could have helped me do this a lot quicker. I personally know some of the minds behind this app, which is why I can confidently say that this can and will absolutely provide value to anyone who is struggling or simply curious to learn more about a non-diet approach to their own health. From where I sit now, I can honestly tell you that having a peaceful relationship with food is priceless. The app is very affordable at just $6.99 per month and can really help you with the mindset shifts that I'm discussing here today. Like I said, I wish this is something that was available to me much earlier in my journey, so I hope it helps someone out there who could use more support in healing their relationship with food today. Head to the show notes for a link to download and learn more about the Way app. Okay, let's get back to the show. Unfortunately, you know what sucks, (laughs) what I think sucks anyway is that intuitive eating and simply eating a well-balanced diet and all of that good stuff is not nearly as sexy and appealing as macros or any of the diets and plans out there that promise you your life will completely change and will be so much better in every single way. If you follow this or you lose X amount of weight, you know, it's just not true. Unfortunately, it's just not true. And, you know, we have to think about what... Our definition of success is, you know, and and kind of checking in with, okay, what what actually feels good to me. And again, I want you to know it is possible to care about your health and to have a desire to have a nutritious, well balanced diet while not tracking every single thing that you do and being perfect one hundred percent of the time. You know, it's possible to have a balance and not be quote unquote on twenty four seven. And you can get to the point where you're making healthy choices the majority of the time, but you still have flexibility and freedom to enjoy your life and enjoy your friends and family and relationships. And this can help you avoid that mindset of falling off the wagon and then feeling this urge to restrict again because you feel like you don't have any willpower, which eventually leads to a binge. And then restricting again and staying in this vicious cycle forever. Truly as a dietitian. You know, I spoke with someone recently, a woman who was around 60, and she told me, she said, I have been yo-yo dieting my entire life and I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, if you're listening and you're around my age, you know, in your 20s or 30s or 40s, whatever age you are, you know, it's never too late to say, F this, (laughs) you know, I'm not doing this anymore. You don't have to diet for the rest of your life. I don't want you to diet for the rest of your life. You know, if you're constantly looking for the next thing and feeling like you're constantly stuck in this cycle and constantly beating yourself up and hating your body and hating yourself for eating something that you felt was quote unquote bad, I promise it doesn't have to be that way. So I'll say it again. This is not the fast or easy path You know, it's not going to make you lose 20 pounds in five days, but it can bring you an enormous amount of peace and freedom to truly live and enjoy your life without thoughts of food and calories and macros and your weight on the scale constantly consuming you and taking away your ability to enjoy experiences with people that you love. So like I say in my podcast intro, life is about so much more than food or your pant size. I truly, truly believe that. And I have to acknowledge that, yes, I do have thin privilege. I live in a smaller body and I always have. So I know that I can't fully understand what it's like to live in a larger body in our society where weight stigma and fat shaming are very prevalent. I know that our culture and our society makes people feel like their bodies are bad or wrong when they are larger than what is considered healthy or, you know, what's glorified in the media, right? We see these very unrealistic ideals that we have to remember body diversity is a thing. You know, we're not all meant to look the same and we're not going to regardless of what we do. You know, there's this quote that I don't know exactly who the quote came from. I know I heard my friend Kara Harbstreet say it once that even if we all ate and exercised exactly the same every single day for years, we would all still look different. (laughs) You know, I think that's very important to remember is we're all going to look different no matter what. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is more than okay to have a goal to lose weight or to have a desire to change your body. You are not a bad person if you have those desires and if you're currently dieting or have dieted a hundred times. You know, I'm not here to wag my finger at you or make you feel shame for any of those things. I would never ever want anyone to feel shame for that. I just want you to know that you don't have to do that if that is stealing your joy (laughs) and your peace. And I want to challenge you And encourage you more than anything to put that number on the scale on the back burner for a little bit. So instead of waking up every day, immediately weighing yourself and thinking, okay, what can I do today to make that number go down or to change my body? I want to challenge you to instead ask yourself, how can I care for my body today? What does that look like? What does that feel like? I want you to also recognize that caring for your body is likely going to look different from one day to the next and that is normal and it's totally okay. <laughs> Again, I think we have these expectations of ourselves that, you know, we should be doing X workout every single day of the week and eating the same meals all the time to be quote unquote healthy if we're being consistent. We know that, especially as women, and I, I have a podcast episode coming up on this soon, kind of talking about the different cycles that we go through or our menstrual cycle and the phases of that. But, you know, we there's constantly things not only going on in our bodies, but also in our lives. You know, things are happening and we can't expect ourselves to be like going hundred miles an hour. 24-7. In fact, we're going to burn out and our health is going to suffer significantly if we are trying to go 100 miles an hour all the time. So I want you to know, again, caring for your body is going to look different from one day to the next and give yourself permission for that to be a thing. You know, So maybe one day caring for your body looks like getting up early to get a workout in and another day it looks like sleeping in because you need rest. Caring for your body can also look like drinking plenty of water during the day. It can look like not skipping meals and creating a balanced plate each time you sit down to eat. And with that, sitting down to eat, (laughs) not just standing up and shoveling it in your mouth while you do a hundred other things, which, you know, I'm guilty of that sometimes too. Maybe it looks like taking time for self-care, whether that is getting a massage or taking a bubble bath or reading before bed or simply making time to get together with your girlfriends. So I want you to ask yourself today, and ideally every day (laughs) moving forward, how can I care for my body today? How can I show up for myself today? What are you doing today or every day in your life currently that isn't serving you anymore? It's never too late to reassess and make a change. Okay, I have to tell you guys about one of my absolute favorite things that I'm pretty confident that you need in your life as well. We're all on our phones for a large portion of every day, right? So why not make it easier and more comfortable to hold your phone or prop it up with a nifty little gadget? I'm talking about my love handle phone grip. I'm seriously obsessed with this thing. So it's a stretchy strap that you can put on the back of your phone, but you can still lay your phone flat or stick it in your back pocket. It also has a little kickstand on the back so you can prop your phone up, which is probably my favorite feature that I'm using constantly. It even has a super strong magnet on the back. They have tons of cute designs and you can stick them on any phone case. If you've been looking for something like this, look no further. Use my affiliate code wellness for the win for 10% off your purchase of Love Handle. All right, let's get back to the show. I really hope this is helpful, whether you are someone who is currently dieting or who is counting their, you know, calories or macros and maybe feeling like, oh, wait, you know, I thought I had a healthy relationship with that and maybe it's consuming me a little more than i realized. Check in with that, you know, and again, it's never too late to reassess and to make a change. And maybe that means a gradual shift. You know, again, like i said, for me it was more of a cold turkey overnight kind of thing because i was like, "Whoa, i've been doing this for too long. I'm over it." I immediately felt that weight lifted and it felt good to continue. You know, but if that's not the case for you, that's okay. Go slow. And also, of course, as a dietitian, i want to encourage you to if you feel like you need help with nutrition, with your relationship with food, especially especially if you feel like maybe you have an eating disorder or you know that you have an eating disorder, I want to encourage you to seek out help from a professional like a dietitian who specializes in eating disorder treatment and or uses a non-diet approach. Of course, speak with your doctor as well. Usually, it requires kind of a team approach, but definitely seek out a dietitian if you can. I really hope that this episode was helpful just to provide, again, a little bit of background as to how I got to this place, why I'm so passionate now about encouraging people to have a healthy relationship with food and exercise in their bodies because it truly honestly as cheesy as it sounds it has changed my life to stop obsessing over the numbers and to really truly focus on my body how I feel not only my body but also my mind (laughs) you know I think that's actually the number one thing my mind has been in such a better place since I decided to stop obsessing over the numbers and that allowed me to care for my body and have self-compassion and flexibility and again, freedom and so much more peace. And my relationship with myself improved so much. But again, it spilled over into all of my other relationships, my marriage, my friendships, my ability to do my job well. You know, it just it's crazy how when you have all this extra brain space and energy for other things, not only energy because you're not spending so much time plugging numbers into an app, but also like mental energy to devote to other things that like matter, (laughs) matter a lot more. So soon, spoiler alert, I am in the very early stages of creating a course that my goal is to help you learn how to fuel your body with good nutrition without tracking and hopefully help you feel your best physically and mentally, feed your family in a way that feels good and not restrictive and making healthy eating feel easy and affordable and not so freaking complicated because it doesn't have to be. And our freaking society makes it so damn hard to understand what we should be eating. So I am really excited to share more about that soon. If you want to be the first to know all the details about my upcoming course, please be sure to join my email list because you'll be in the know about all the things as I'm, you know, working on it and releasing it, and I'll maybe try to share some behind the scenes stuff as I go. So I will leave the link in my show notes for you to get signed up for my list if you're interested. So yeah, super pumped for that. So stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I I tried to keep this brief, so who knows if anyone considers this <laughs> brief. But again, I hope it was helpful and effective in the amount of time that I did share it. So I appreciate you guys so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome second half of your week. If you want to do me a huge favor, I would love you so much. If you have been enjoying the show, please, please, please take a minute to leave a rating and review. I'm not above begging here (laughs) because I, you know, I get so many DMs from you guys, which I absolutely love and appreciate so much. It helps me so much to know what is resonating with you, what you guys are enjoying, but it would mean so much if you could subscribe and leave a rating and review because it really actually truly helps to grow my show. It helps other people find me. And, you know, that's my goal is to kind of grow this show over time. So um, again, if this episode specifically resonated with you and you want to listen to a few other episodes that might also help you in regards to your mindset with your health, I want to encourage you to listen into episode three with Lisa Haim, we talk about overcoming food anxiety and trusting your body. And then I also want to encourage you to listen to episode seven with my friend Simi. We talk about finding joy in movement and having a healthy relationship with exercise. And I know that one was really helpful too. So definitely listen to those. I can actually link those for you in the show notes as well if that would be helpful or just scroll through my episodes and find episode three and episode seven. And yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. So thank you again so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some tips or wisdom that you can apply to boost your health and happiness starting today. If you did, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review to help other women like you find my show and get inspired to start living a life they love. Also, take a quick screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at wellness for the win so I can see why you love today's show. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.